partly because they were actively suppressed by surviving relatives, as with Jane Austen, or overshadowed by better-known family bonds, as with Charlotte Bronte, or passed over by biographers, as with George Eliot and Harriet Beecher Stowe, or interpreted as merely spiteful, hissy fights by commentators, as with Wolfe and Mansfield. In digging up the forgotten friendships chronicled in A Secret Sisterhood, Emily Midorikawa and Emma Claire Sweeney have done much service to literary history. We're reminded how hard it was for two of these writers to make their way when they were young and as yet unpublished. The physical privation, lack of status and financial desperation endured by Charlotte Bronte and the shrunken circumstances in which Jane Austen found herself after the death of her father are recounted here in painful detail. But for each of these writers, there was a secret sharer. The energetic Mary Taylor, an aspiring writer herself, pushed the dividend Charlotte Bronte to exploit her talent. Anne Sharp, a nascent playwright, shared Jane Austen's passion for writing in a way that Jane's sister Cassandra could not. George Eliot and Harriet Beecher Stowe and Virginia Woolf and Catherine Mansfield are somewhat different, as all four were published and already part of the literary world when the friendships began. These friendships were trickier as matters of relative literary success and thus resentment were bound to intrude. In all four of these friendships, there were cooling periods, misunderstandings, perceived slights, hurt feelings and silences. A betrayal by a female writing friend must have seemed a triple betrayal, a friendship, a female solidarity in the face of a powerful society dominated by men, and of writing itself. Many readers will recognise the delicate dances these writers perform through their letters to one another. Complimenting here, hinting there, ignoring subjects that they can't comment on without causing pain. How much should be expected of a friend? How much tact? How much empathy? How much honesty? How much praise? It's still an open question. Once people become famous, their images tend to congeal. They become engravings of themselves, and we think of them as always having been grown-up and respectable. A Secret Sisterhood reminds us that this is not the case. Sweeney and Midorikawa take us back to formative years, retrace forgotten footsteps, and tap into emotional undercurrents in these writers that we had not suspected. These four women, however iconic they have now become, were not two-dimensional icons, nor were they plaster angels. They were real people, with all the neediness, anxiety, ardour and complexity that come with the territory. Margaret Atwood Introduction In Search of a Secret Sisterhood Literary friendships are the stuff of legend. The image of Samuel Taylor Coleridge and William Wordsworth tramping the Lakeland Fells has long been entwined with their joint collection of groundbreaking poems. The tangled sexual escapades of the later romantics Lord Byron and Percy Bysshe Shelley fueled gossip in their own time and remain a source of endless fascination. By the mid-19th century, 
Charles Dickens was taking Wilkie Collins under his wing, publishing the younger writer's stories, acting in his household theatricals, initiating excursions to bawdy music halls. And the memoirs of Ernest Hemingway offer readers a ringside view of his riotous drinking sprees with F. Scott Fitzgerald, thereby securing the pair's jazz-age friendship, its place in literary lore. But while these male duos have gone down in history, the world's most celebrated female authors are mythologised as solitary eccentrics or isolated geniuses. The Jane Austen of popular imagination is a genteel spinster, modestly covering her manuscript with blotting paper when anyone enters the room. Charlotte Bronte is cast as one of three long-suffering sisters scribbling away in a drafty parsonage on the edge of the wind.